0: Hi everyone, thanks for participating in today's event. It's a great pleasure to introduce you Piterian Verhaegen. Petrian is a former consultant who set off on his own entrepreneurial journey when he created Bold in 2018. Bold is a Belgian retail energy player. The company aims to build the first platform for energy exchange, offering retail clients the opportunity to select the origins of their electricity. Concretely, People can buy electricity from the solar panels of their best friends or from the local warehouse that has a small wind turbine. In this way, Bolt provides a practical and tangible alternative to sustainability-conscious clients who today are confronted with dubious green energy contracts. This approach not only benefits the end consumer, but it removes as much as possible the middleman, resulting in interesting prices for the supplier. Iran has deep expertise in the operation of the electricity market, the various mechanisms available that support the green energy transition, and he has also lived through the highs and the lows of the entrepreneurial journey. He will give us a short presentation now. As usual, please write your questions in the chat and we'll do our best to get all of them answered. As always, we'd like to thank BCG for supporting our activities and making this event possible.
1: of my colleagues.
2: Ah, okay, <laughs> it's being recorded.
1: Um, With that one
2: so this you. is a, a study uh, about what people can do to to reduce their uh, CO, uh, CO2 footprint, because actually we're talking about climate, and then we're obviously talking about the CO2 footprints. And when people, households, think about what can I do as a person, then these are the options so they can decide to have a childless, which is a, a quite drastic of course uh, but very effective eh? because it's a 58.6 then second line you can of course uh, choose not to drive a car and use public transport you can avoid transatlantic flights because they also have a big impact you can go electric you can eat vegetarian there I, these are all topics that you see regularly in the media because i climbed it's a hot topic uh, and people tend to look for ways uh, to reduce their footprints. And amongst all these uh, quite difficult things to do, uh, because a lot of people like their piece of meat, a lot of people like their uh, couple of weeks of holidays, uh, or don't like public transport, and uh, yeah, yeah, really are, are um, yeah, in need of a car. But buying green energy is very, very easy. It only takes three minutes to choose the right supplier or the right party, uh, and it's very, very effective. So um, I think everybody's convinced that buying green energy is important in this context. And then uh, I will explain you a little bit uh, in Belgium, the situation uh, in in Flanders. uh, It's a region of of Belgium. About 50% of the people made the right decision. So, okay, let's buy this green energy contract uh, with the word green on. Uh, That way I can already do the check in the box of the most easy uh, action I can do. But in reality, only one on 10 contracts has a real impact on the transition to green in Belgium. So uh, this actually means that uh, half of the population thinks that their energy consumption is already uh, green, while as a matter of fact, it's not the case. So how is this possible? Uh, It's always possible as a result of uh, lobbying and politics. And I will explain you briefly. So I use Iceland uh, also in our campaigns always as an example uh, because it's the most radical case, but uh, it's it's also the best case to make it uh, easy to understand. So Iceland is an Iceland is an island that do- doesn't have any connection with the European power grid. Uh, maybe the Ice Link in 2028 will change this, but at the moment uh, the grid of Iceland is not connected to the rest of Europe, and Iceland has always been. A full, 100% green uh, country. Why? It's volcanic. And they take all their energy from uh, either hydro installations, either geothermic uh, installations. So the people in Iceland don't know nuclear power plants. They don't know gas power plants. They don't know uh, coal. They just know green energy. And it has always been like this. Uh, And then on the other hand, you had the European Union uh, who invented the system of guarantees of origin. And uh, it's actually, it's a good system. The system gives every producer of green energy per megawatt hour, one certificate that says here, I have produced uh, one megawatt hour of green energy. And it could be uh, green energy from uh, biogas, from solar, from wind, from whatever source. And these certificates can then be used by suppliers. Uh, so I guess everybody is a bit, uh, knows about the liberalization of the energy industry. But then the suppliers on the other side of the markets that have to do the retail, the, the retail part of the energy, they can use these certificates to prove that, uh, to prove that the energy they're supplying is green. So sounds great, actually, in theory, uh, like a lot of economical systems sound great in theory, but in practice, the market doesn't function that well. Why? Uh, the best example here is in Iceland where the people from Iceland don't want these green certificates uh, because they just buy energy contracts and they don't care about the fact whether it has the word green on it because it's always been green and these energy uh, yeah these um, these certificates from Iceland end up on this European market where you have the opportunistic uh, suppliers uh, and in Belgium we are very opportunistic apparently uh, and these people uh, buy these certificates for uh, yeah just a few uh, euro cents and uh, they use this to say that they are very very green so imagine um, one certificate is uh, between 20 and 30 cents you need around three to four certificates per household per year so this actually means that for 60 to 60 to 80 cents you can say Voila, Jonas or someone else, you have green energy uh, at home. And it's very easy uh, because I've tested it in a campaign. I'll explain to you later on. It's just one phone call to a trader. You say, okay, I have uh, 10,000 households. This means I need 40,000 uh, certificates. Can you transfer it to my, my account? Thank you. And this is all I have to do to say that I'm a green company. Um, that's actually uh, an issue. Because in Belgium you have a lot of suppliers that don't have anything to do with the transition towards green, and use this mechanism to claim that they are a very very green country, a uh, company. So um, that's the Iceland story, and um, I'm not the only one who is telling this. Uh, this is of course press articles from Belgium, but the same can uh, be done. I can be found probably abroad that actually the, the, these uh, green energy contracts in Belgium are not always uh, yeah, really uh, covered by green. And uh, a lot of people and a lot of newspapers already thought that there was something wrong. Uh, indeed, you take gray energy, you just do, uh, you're a normal energy company, you buy these certificates and you say you're green. And imagine the energy sector has a lot of money uh, because uh, in Belgium, for instance, we, they spend more than 50 million euros a year on advertising so not creation but really the advertisement space so imagine you use this amount of money to communicate to a small country of 10 million people uh, every year again and again and again and the public opinion really thinks okay actually it seems that we're doing good well it's not a fact so uh up until now and this was from the past decade actually uh, these these articles but there was never a solution to it. And uh, the solution uh, yeah, can be found in Bolt. But I'll explain this later on. So um, for the Iceland case, we made a re- really nice video that people could share. And uh, when we have uh, had a thousand shares, we will send the certificates back to Iceland. And so uh, as a matter of fact, we were uh, about to do this with a sailing boat. Apparently with Corolla, it's not possible. So we'll uh, have a, a guy now passing by the office next week that will... Uh, yeah, make videos and, and and go to Iceland and bring the certificates back because we really want to explain to the people of Iceland, also to the European Union, to the people that actually are on a European scale, uh, yeah, um, making the regulation. We want to show them that actually the system is not working. Um, so that was a campaign Stop Schumelstrom.be. Schummelstrom is the Dutch word for, uh, yeah, energy that isn't really as it's, seems to be i don't know how to translate it i didn't uh, prepare an english translation yeah. so um, what what let's call, it, let's call it dodgy current yeah dodgy current or something if you have ideas uh, maybe when we go abroad uh, so um yeah let's not that's actually the pain and, and and what is the solution for the pain uh it is actually very simple in our opinion we believe that if people choose for buying their energy directly from producers instead of from a supplier, which is an intermediary. And apparently these suppliers all take benefit of the complexity of energy to uh, to chipoté, to, to like indeed uh, do dodgy uh, gifts, I uh, sell dodgy products. We think it's very really easy. If I can choose as an household, I want to buy my energy from Jan with this, wind, with, with this windmill uh, that I pass by when I'm driving uh, to my work or I, or I buy my energy from solar panels that uh, I can find on the roof of the sports club where I, I, I bring my children uh, to go and play volleyball. Then I know, okay, there's actually something behind. Moreover, it's really interesting because at the moment, energy is a very boring product. Uh, I always make the, uh, yeah, the, the comparison uh, with the family uh, reunion where you talk about your job, about energy, and you, hey, a lot of people are directly like, uh, what is he talking about? It becomes too technical. And what we want to do as well, like to, to uh, make people, like, give people the possibility to buy from energy. Uh, installations it becomes real to them because they see these windmills they see these solar panels they also know about where they are and it becomes a lot more attractive to people so um, how does it how does the platform look like in uh, practice Uh, on www.boltenergy.be you can actually see and and, and browse Map of Belgium where you see every installation that is actually offering their energy on our platform. You also see how many percentage of the uh, energy produced by this producer has already been sold and which producers are sold out. Because, of course, uh, when uh, you produce uh, 10 megawatt hours, for instance, and one household uh, takes off uh, one megawatt hour per per year, then we're not going to couple more than 10 households. So here you can see you can choose for energy from Valerie and Frederick, it's a biogas energy, it's a farmers, or for Ivan, uh, who has a a big company and uh, sells uh, solar energy from his warehouse. So um, the examples are really, uh, yeah, uh, (laughs) without limits, there are a lot of different people on our platform you can choose for. I will present you some of them in the next slide. So who could actually sell their energy? Um, Up until today, with traditional players, these people were all unknown because they sell their energy to the supplier. And the households buy from a supplier from the big brands because everybody knows the big brands and the big suppliers. But they don't know who is behind and who is actually uh, making this transition towards green uh, coming true. And these could be uh, various uh, type of people. As I already introduced in the beginning, uh, uh, yeah, Zonnewind, a corporation, a people that really believe in, in, in uh, corporations uh, where uh, citizens uh, pay for solar panels on public buildings and they sell it. It could be Aquafin, it's a Belgian wastewater treatment uh, company. Uh, below in the corner, where they also uh, treat the wastewater and create, but I make biogas of it. Uh, also, Kevin and Fati, who own, uh, I are actually uh, maintaining a windmill park in Ghent. Uh, or Luke with the apple. It's just a farmer that says, "Oh, I have some space on my roof. Uh, why don't I put solar panels on it?" And he also sells it to uh, the people via the platform. Then you have Stefan, who is actually an engineer. who works for an energy company that uh, was specialized in. Uh, Actually, uh, yeah, creating small hydro installations uh, on La Meuse—it's a—it's a river in Belgium—and you see, you have a different, a lot of different projects going on. And I think the solution is also, of course, in, in really in the development of really big uh, solar uh, wind parks or solar parks. But there's also, especially in a dense con- country like Belgium, there's so many roofs that still can be uh, developed. There's so many uh, places uh, where windmills could still be put, and it's a. Uh, It's a really uh, a challenge to say uh, to 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 make everybody aware of the fact that they can launch their own project because when you have a roof and you have a bit of consumption, you can you can transform your roof in a small solar uh, farm, and uh, that's why with Bolt we also want to tell these stories. These stories have not been told, and uh, via Bolt. Because we really use it in our marketing uh, in, in our own media, in our paid media, in our uh, shared media earned media, a lot of media uh, attention from uh, journalism as well, and we can tell these stories of different people and uh, for instance, we have a tennis club on our platform it's a, it 's a, it's a, just a tennis club, and the tennis club of the village next to that village context us like oh, i 'd never thought about it, but actually we also have a roof why didn 't we put solar panels on it and uh, then the ball start, starts rolling because you're also inspiring people to become one of the, our op-weckers, that's a spe- specific word we have invented for our pro- producers. And people also want to do this because uh, via the platform they're not only selling their energy and make a financial benefit because in energy it's always about finance and excel sheets, okay, very important, but also think about the marketing, the CSR for smaller businesses, bigger businesses, but also for a tennis club, it's nice to share their energy with the members or for a local uh, government. We have a city that is on our platform, at like Kortrijk, uh, close to the French border. They say, okay, we want to share our energy with our citizens. And uh, actually, everybody wants to be green. Everybody wants to be sustainable. And uh, via the platform, they can actually profile themselves as one of these uh, people that are actually doing anything and not just saying that they're doing anything. So um, that's also what Bolt wants to achieve. uh, Inspiring, making energy more attractive eh? because it's nicer to know that look is behind the farmer or uh, the Solomon people with their funny sunglasses than just buying uh, a contract with the word green on. Uh, And this way we also hope that we can make more people interested in green in the transition and uh, make it more visible and attractive. So, this video, yeah, I'm not going to show the video, but uh, I will show you some, yeah, it's in Dutch. Uh, sorry about it. Uh, I, will, I will make subtitles later on. Uh, maybe I can share it later. But um, how does our marketing work? It's, it's very different from traditional players. Uh, traditional players always, always talk about themselves. While we talk about the producers, about the people that sell their energy, whether it's a tennis club or a, a farmer's or um, a company, it doesn't matter. And it's always viable. It's a bit like when you browse on a. I, I don't compare ourselves too much with Airbnbs or something, but it's a bit similar to when you browse on Airbnb, you're not looking. Uh, you're really looking for the apartments you want to stay in when you're having a weekend in Paris, for instance. You're not looking at, at Airbnb. Airbnb is a medium. And Bolt is also a medium. We're only a medium. And what we do is actually boring. It's uh, invoicing. It's a regula- regulatory uh, reporting. It's, a, it's also balancing really technical things. But for the people in the streets, the, uh, the people uh, that are not into energy, it's boring. It's just, just as boring as the... Uh, the things that Airbnb does. When you go to Paris via Airbnb, you're not going to check your invoice later on and check like, ah, that's a nice invoice of Airbnb because probably most of you haven't haven't even opened it. That's the same with energy. Uh, also, the, um, the assurances maybe the, that the Airbnb uh, arranges to make sure that the transaction is there. Yeah, we also do these kind of things in energy, but that's not interesting. What is interesting is the apartment you're staying or in our fact, the people who are actually... Uh, producing your energy and uh, yeah doing their small parts in the transition towards green so uh, yeah just a little bit about the press of course it's dutch press Um, i'm sorry about it but uh, i'll translate it very easy so um, it's also about short chain when people are now buying their vegetables directly from the farm it's really a a mega trend you see uh, buying local especially with corona i don't know if it's also the case in the other countries, but in Belgium you also see a really big trend now in uh buy local buy local support your local uh your local uh farmers or or, or shops here it's also about buying local and buying short chain and and buy, buy directly from the source people want to know uh yeah what's behind the product they buy um, uh, that uh, that's that is sourced in a, uh, in a correct way uh, um really a big topic then uh, of course it's not about the certificates because i want to just emphasize once more um, the fact that there is a word green on a contract doesn't mean anything eh? Um, you can use whatever certificate that is in europe uh yeah actually granted to say you're green these certificates could be certificates like from iceland but it could also be a certificate from a a plant where they're uh produce i uh, where they actually uh com- combustion of uh, uh, of of um garbage is going on so here behind me there's a is huge stick. Of, uh, and, and there all the garbage of Brussels is just burned and they also get these certificates okay it's renewable because there will always be garbage but don't call it green and there are people that buy now a green energy contract and in, in the back they actually have a certificate from this plant this stack that is actually polluting the city that is a uh, is used to uh, color their contract green and that's what we want to change so the third uh, uh, quote it's important we are a supplier uh, so it's a very regulated sector uh, it's very complex it's, uh, it's also uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, lot of a political sector so it, it's a very regulated so we are officially a supplier um, so we do the same that all the big suppliers do uh, uh, from the EDFs to the angie's to the i uh, to the uh, edisons in, in, in uk um but we do it in a different way. We call ourselves a, a platform, an energy platform. And actually the supplier business, we try to keep it as, a, as our backend. Just like in Airbnb, they might also invoice. We see it as a backend service. And it's not about this invoicing. It's not about, it's, it's just, it's, it's about the experience. Um, voila. That was actually my brief uh, presentation. So I'm actually really keen to answer some questions so i hope there are already a lot
1: thank you thank you um i I find it quite interesting and fascinating still because it's something we don't see every day somebody to start their own energy company um i'm I'm gonna we received a few questions i have a few myself um, I'm just going to go through them, in the, try to put them yeah. in an order that makes sense. Um, so the first question from Simon, and I think that, that's a relevant one. Um, could you give us a bit of an idea of the size of your business right now? For instance, how many megawatt hours are currently offered on the platform? And, and, mm-hmm. and also where are you are going with that? Are you increasing yeah. or, or how do you see that?
2: Um, uh, interesting question um, so actually I, re- I, I will explain you a little bit so two years ago I started with the ID in an incubator uh, of, of KBC it's a Belgian bank uh, it's just with the ID uh, and of course it, it's it's not something you you do in a couple of months so it, it took more than a year before I could go live with the with the with the, with the company because you need the, to work out the idea, the business plan. You also need a lot of funding, because you don't start this with just a couple of hundred thousand euros. Uh, but actually, with uh, yeah, everything done, we could go live. Hey, we, could find, found a co- we found a company, it was founded in May 2019. Then we went live in August 2019. So now we're live for eight-ish months, and we're now uh, almost at 6,000 households that have actually bought their energy and we have uh, more than 60 suppliers, and we have enough for about 25,000 households at the moment. So this means uh, around 75,000 megawatt hours are already offered to the platform, but only a fraction at the moment is uh, is only 15 to to, to 20 megawatt hours is now uh, taken off. So the rest we sell on the wholesale market. And that's something we will always have to do. We um, yeah, we have to make sure that we have more offering than the demand is. Of course, it would be a very good marketing statement if we're sold out, because then we can actually explain a real green energy is, a, is scarce. It's, it's not something that's all around. And not, we can't put 50% of the Belgians on green contacts because it's not possible. Uh, I, especially if you would think all, all over Europe. I, it's just not possible to put half of the European Union on a green energy because it's a lie and that's um yeah but of course for to to keep our portfolio growing we need to make sure that we always have more producers uh than consumers
1: so your main challenge is on the demand side right now getting the number of households up i think the biggest challenge
2: now is uh indeed on the high on the on the demand side because um uh, you 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 are entering a very competitive uh, industry uh, where a lot of money is spent. Uh, I talked about the fifty thousand, fifty million euros on, on just advertisement. It's huge. Uh, if if you, on a small company like Belgium, it's huge. Uh, all over the radio, all over the television, all over the internet, you get continuously bombarded with. Uh, with energy offering, and the thing is, they have been talking about price, 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 price for 10 years. And when now we come, like yeah, we're not going to talk about price. We have a good price, check it out. But it's not only about price, about origin. And uh, of course, you have to change this mindset, uh, and that's something that takes time. But uh, I think uh, we have some nice projects going on uh, to make sure that I, or the awareness around Bolt is growing. Um, I think uh, yeah now we're at six thousand, uh, but I guess yeah we just need a couple more years and some patience uh, to grow towards hundred thousand, couple of
1: hundred thousand. So. Okay. And then I think the next question is, this is an interesting one from Miriam, uh, but it's maybe a little bit technical for, for people. Um, but still, the question is obviously the the energy sources that you presented to us, like solar panels, wind panels, are mm-hmm. the only they only produce certain yeah. times when there's wind when there's sun um can yeah. you just tell us a little bit about how that works and how both yeah basically continuous uh, energy yeah. to end users yeah that's an interesting
2: question That's uh, so, uh really important so what we do now uh, we call ourselves now a matchmaker not yet a, a, a community but a matchmaker why we do matchmaking of consumption and production on a yearly basis so uh, of course, if you have a lamp uh, of 50 watts
1: uh,
2: and you let it burn for an hour, you have 50 watt hours of uh, volume of energy consumed. Uh, so at, at the end of the year, you get an energy bill. This is the volume of energy you have consumed. And on the other hand, you also have the volume of energy produced in the opposite sense, of course, by solar panels. So we will make sure that there is a match uh, between these on a yearly basis. This also means that indeed there is the fact that you consume and you and you put on the I, you consume at the moment that there's no production eh, at night, for instance, when you choose for solar. And uh, so the important thing is we will compensate this with the moment that you don't consume and, and these solar panels are producing more. So actually on a yearly basis, the volume will be matched. So what do we do actually uh, to make sure that you always have energy because we have a balanced responsibility, of course, eh, as, a, as a supplier, we always have to make sure that for our portfolio of producers, and consumers, that the delta between these is balanced. So uh, actually, because we have uh, a lot more production, most of the time we can actually um, yeah give people uh, energy from other producers on the platform. So imagine you choose for uh, electricity from a solar uh, installation. The sun is not shining. We have uh, biogas farms, uh, I farmers that actually produce a lot. So these will be the first to give you real green energy. But of course, there will be a moment in winter when there's no sun, when there's no, uh, no, I know, uh, no wind. Uh, um, that indeed, uh, in, a, in a case where we would be fully sold out, uh, imagine that all the energy we produce is sold out, that indeed we need to go and buy gr- uh, gray energy on the wholesale markets. But of course, it will be compensated with another moment in the time where we will sell more green energy markets. I don't know—is this
1: clear? <laughs> I need—I need a whiteboard. Yes, Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Maybe I was—I was just also to, to complement um, this. This what you explained uh, on, on balance responsibility. and all it's kind of a European thing. similar in the United States or in Asian countries. It's uh, maybe to clarify that what you just described, uh, really like uh, mm-hmm. what, I, what I
2: mean with balance responsibility, or
1: yes, I think that's a very Western European yeah. term. Um, don't think yeah, so outside
0: of mm-hmm. Europe,
2: I will explain you maybe very briefly. Um, so of course, the grid always has to be in balance. Uh, at the moment, the, the, the amount of energy produced needs to be exactly the same as the amount of energy consumed. So, what's Does it, how does it work? Everybody needs a supplier. So you can't take energy from the grid without having a supplier. So imagine that, uh, yeah, you actually have three suppliers in the whole of Europe. Then every consumer and every producer has a contract with the supplier. So you have three uh, three suppliers and these are together responsible for the balance on the grid. So if all the, the three of them make sure that their own portfolio is balanced, then actually the the whole grid will also be balanced. and that's how it works uh, that if every supplier takes its own responsibility for its own uh, portfolio, then you get also a balance on the
1: on the on the global grid. Thank you. and then. Moving maybe also to the question of Daniel, the questions in the, in the chat mm-hmm. are clearly from people with energy background, um, who's asking basically, um, what is the, can you just tell us a little bit about pricing? So, um, are, are, is, it, is Bolt offering the same prices to end consumers? What about the suppliers? Is it, do they also have a financial incentive? Yeah. Um,
2: so... Um,
1: Mm-hmm. So, actually, I, uh,
2: definitely for suppliers, the, the pricing is different. You can't compare a windmill injection contract with a, with a biogas injection contract, just because yeah, the moment when you produce matters. Uh, so, also, uh, for balancing purposes, it's a lot more difficult to balance solar panels than a biogas uh, uh, plant, because this biogas plant is just uh, baseload. It's all continuously producing energy so you can't really compare them. they have different kind of contracts but for the certificates we offer a similar price um, then on the consumer side we, we only have one formula now so it's the same price for everybody so we take just the average of, uh, of, 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 of our costs uh, and then that's what we uh, invoice to the consumers but uh, the thing about with bold is our pricing works very fairly we say, okay, what we do is a, a platform and we also want to be uh, paid as a platform. So we, we ask you for five or eight euros. And if you go digital, it's five euros per month. If you go non-digital, you have eight euros. And that's what we get. That's our gross margin per, per customer, actually, or, or MMR, eh, the monthly recurring revenue, MLS. Um, and uh, the energy is actually at wholesale price. So the, the price that the consumer pays for the energy so per kilowatt hours, then is actually the price that we pay to the producers, plus some extra costs for balancing to make sure that we always have the light. That you always have the light on it. Well,
1: so I guess a bit the explanation of our pricing. I think that was clear, Daniel. Don't hesitate to jump in if if not. Um, <laughs> then maybe as well, Mariella who who has also a question, a little bit more about. Your experience setting this up um, I mean it's not a common thing for people to uh, set up an energy company like that could you maybe also explain us a little mm-hmm. bit how you dealt with the energy regulator was that easy mm-hmm. how, do you have any sort of thoughts on that yeah. Yeah,
2: Belgium is a very sp- special country I remember when I had to do a benchmark on regulation uh, so they ask people all over Europe, can you, can you prepare the slide about your country, about the regulator? And I was like, okay, uh, can I make one slide to explain that I need three more slides? Because there are four regulators in Belgium. Uh, <laughs> so for each region, you have different regulators. But um, actually, uh, very s- simple to be active as a supplier in a country, you need a supplier license. So you need to, uh, I, there's a, a whole checklist uh, and a lot of, uh, documents you need to uh, fill in and um, requirements you, uh, you need to take into account. But uh, yeah, we got our own supplier license. So we are a supplier like NG, like EDF, like the big ones. Uh, we have the same uh, license and it also means that we can offer the same quality of service to the consumers that are uh, yeah, connected to Bolt. Um, so how do we deal with them? Yeah, we have to report a lot. That sucks, yeah, they ask for a lot of reports. And also, yeah, we try to challenge them as well, because these suppliers, uh, they, uh, yeah, they invented uh, these certificate systems, and uh, sometimes in the press it can be uh, uh, harsh. I, I showed you a slide about uh, our Schummelstrom campaign, about uh, the shady Icelandic uh, uh, energy. Yeah, they don't like it. So then you have a press uh, uh, article, it's the fact check that they usually use on politicians and they say like, uh, not true, rather not true, rather true, true. Uh, and yeah, we got a true. So it was very really nice because the regulators said like, yeah, we don't like the poll campaign, blah, 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 blah. And we say, no, 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 we're right. Uh, this is a fact. And then the journalists do a deep dive. They do a fact check and they give us the, uh, So it's, it's, it's really nice. And it's also important, I guess, to challenge uh, regulators. They're not like some, I, they need to be challenged. Uh, just like, uh, also, other actors in the in the sector, I
1: guess absolutely, absolutely. And then um, I'm just going to take also the question from Marco, um, who's I think mm-hmm. just maybe quickly reiterating how the platform exactly works. So his question is, can energy buyers on the platform know exactly where the energy comes from? so um, mm-hmm. you know, average house? Could you just reiterate exactly how that works mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, in, I, in energy
2: you have the physical flow and the f- and the virtual flow. Uh, it's a bit like I um, it's not that we are sending the electrons from the producers uh, to to the to the houses of the people connected, but what we uh, control is the virtual flow and the virtual flow. I, the, the physical flow is also just the public grid. It's a natural monopoly. You don't you're not going to put five grids next to each other and let them compete. That doesn't make sense. So you can't change physics of energy. And that's, that's why uh, it's not possible. But what is possible is controlling the virtual flow. And the virtual flow is the flow of the money. Who am I actually uh, supporting with my energy I, when I pay my energy invoice? And via Bolt, you can make sure that the money ends up uh, in the hands of people that are now about to change. Uh, and I really have impact on the transitions towards green. And that's what it's all about. It's a bit like uh, in banking, you can put a euro, a piece of euro, or uh, some 20 euro billiards, on the, on the bank and then transfer it to a green funds. When you transfer it to a green fund, it's not physically sent there, but it's virtually sent there. I, that's, that's, that's what it's about, uh, that you can canalize the money you're, yeah, you're paying.
1: Marco shows a thumbs up so I think it's here. Um, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let me just go to the next questions. Um, I'm not sure, Daniel, if I understand your next question. Um, so if you could just maybe rephrase it and then just let us know. Um, and then we we have Gio. Um, I'm not sure if your question was already answered. So the question of, of Gio is similar. What's the incentive for suppliers to produce through bold? Do they get paid more than select? Select list. Of, sorry, do they get paid more than selling directly to the retailer? If so, what is the typical difference that they? Yeah,
2: very nice question. So, I first of all, we want to make sure that uh, suppliers get a, a good financial return. Uh, so, at Bolt, they will usually get a little bit more. But I always say a little bit more. Uh, why? Very simple, it's a, a double-sided uh, market. And uh, if I give more to the producers, I have to ask more to the consumers. And it's really important that, uh, that we have a competitor, competitive pricing. Why? 50 millions of euros. Exp- I, uh, for 10 years long, people have been talking always about price, 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 price. That's the only thing that traditional players talk about. Yeah, so we also need a good price, and that's why, as we say, we give a little bit more, but not too much. Uh, but what do we give? Uh, what, but, but what else do we give? Uh, we, we bring their story to the public. So imagine, um, I am a business owner, and I put solar panels on my roof. Uh, great, eh? but your roof is that high, and the people uh, that buy in, in your shop, for instance, imagine it's a shop, the IKEA, for instance, they have solar panels. Nobody sees these solar panels. So via putting, if you put this, uh, yeah, these solar panels on your platform, uh, we use them in media. Uh, and I don't know uh, if you're um, known with the four media. So you have earned media uh, with the press. We make press releases together. So uh, we go together to the press, and they make uh, they're in the news like uh, IKEA is selling their solar energy via Bolt. Nice. That's already a lot of reach for them with their um, initiative. Then you have uh, paid media. We do a lot of advertisement. Uh, the, I, we, we do the acquisition of customers uh, almost purely, especially with corona, via social media and via pool strategies. So we will tell their story in our ads. So we will talk about, hey, look, you can buy your uh, energy now from IKEA. So yet again, it's a, it's a win-win. I call it the marketing tandem, where we use their stories and we have a story to tell. Eh? Well, they have the story and, and, and uh, they get their story told by us. And that's nice. Um, so next to that, you also have our own channels. Uh, of course, the platform as, as it is, uh, our own media that uh, also uh, is used. So I actually, it depends from producer to producer. But uh, if I'm a B2C company, it's really nice to have my story told. If I am a a local uh, municipality, I'm I'm a city, for instance, it's also nice. Because if I can share it with my citizens as a politician, I love it. Uh, If I'm a a visitor, a corporation, yeah, I don't have the means uh, to to finance marketing. But
1: I can have free marketing from both. That's that's, uh, that's the idea behind it. was something else as well than pure money. Uh, another interesting question that came in from, from, from Jose, um, a bit about the, how did you get this all started? So um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go through them. How did you plan your go-to market? Did you focus mm-hmm. first on suppliers? Or, and how did you acquire your first customers? And, and how did you test the idea? So basically yeah. a little bit about the origins of this all. that's a nice question uh yeah actually it's really
2: important before you i go live uh that you test your product uh i think you have two phases uh when you're actually uh shaping your value proposition and your business plan and there it's really important to talk with a lot of people and i don't know if you've heard about the mommy syndrome but it's a very dangerous syndrome when you talk with your mom or your, or your friends about it, they don't want to upset you. So they're like, ah, oh, nice idea. So actually you have to talk with total strangers and that's really important that you check your id with total strangers and what we really did and now you might laugh but uh we 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 jumped on a train (laughs) and we just asked people can we talk with you and because a lot of people are sitting on the train doing nothing said "Yeah, why not i have 10 minutes and we started talking about the id with them and seeing okay does it make sense or not um so that was a a really funny face uh fun but uh not really a productive so it's also important to at, at, at a given moment, to say, okay, now we are—we the idea is there. We have a, a certain validation. Let's go to the next level now. And um, and uh, for instance, uh, set up uh, a landing page where you fake the—I I, the, yeah—where you fake a go live. So what we did was we created a landing page with uh, some pictures of producers, and we we we, we put uh, so a couple of hundred euros in Facebook, and we checked what is the reaction? Are people actually reacting to this. Are they giving their email address? Does this make sense? So you take this train rides uh, to a next level where you see, okay, with landing pages that you can really easily set up. Uh, see, is there a reaction if you would send an ad like, hey, buy your energy from Valerie and Frederick. Uh, does it make sense or not? So there we saw that we actually got quite good results. Uh, and then we knew like, okay, there's something in this. Uh, we used uh, this, these first validations uh also to to get our first funding and in the first funding something i really i'm happy that i did was uh doing a serious market research um we paid quite a lot of money for it but i yeah it's a quite famous company uh but go to a market research company ipsos we used and, and we just said okay let's test this let's let's now let let the experts do it now and like indeed i can say yeah i was on the train and they liked it but then investors said like yeah I, if you, say, if you say so, do I believe you? Mm-hmm. But if I can say like, okay, look, Ipsos, a market research. We, 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 I, we talked to thousands of people here in Belgium. These and these and these questions. And we saw that actually the total addressable market is this size. And then this market research in combination with then a financial plan and a business plan, uh, where you really find these sort of KPIs uh, for the first four years and we're going to work on. And you can show that you have a mature business plan. That that gave us the possibility to get, get directly uh, quite a lot of funding to find to, to do the foundation of the company, uh, and now we had a second round already, and now we're I, we, we were really lucky to close the second round uh, just before Corona. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's a, that's a bit how it evolved. Um, but I think you need to start really small and then and go a little bit bigger and don't take too much time for it but also don't run
0: over
1: it, I guess. Uh, it's a bit, find a good balance in between. Yeah. And then maybe maybe there was an, an element in, in Jose's question about did you start first focus did, did you is it like chicken or egg? did you get first clients and then suppliers or first suppliers and then clients yeah so uh i indeed because I talked a bit about the ideation
2: but I didn't really talk about the go to market, so it was really important to have a couple of suppliers that really begged us like uh either were like big brothers standing next to you and saying like, "Yeah, this is what we want and this is indeed i we're we're going to take it over uh." So it's the end of the suppliers. We as a producers, we also want to now start selling our energy. So it was really important to have these. Um, I think I can show you the video maybe later on uh, if we have some time left. And there you see these first producers. Uh, and the, these these people also became the, the face of Volta. So it was really important to first start with them. Uh, and then, of course, uh, how do you organize and plan a go-to-market? I think it's... Uh, yeah, important to look at the different aspects like PR, uh, sales. Oh, I when I'm going to start with sales, PR, marketing. Uh, but yeah, that's that's not something I can cover in a in a couple of minutes. Uh, so.
0: so I hope this uh, answers yeah. the
1: question. <laughs> So, we get, we get, we get all one last question, and I don't know if there are any others. Please don't hesitate to, to share them from Karsten. Um, uh, so, how will the platform evolve? What are the other services that you plan to add in the future?
2: Yeah, it's a very good question because I told you already we're now a matchmaker, but we want to go further. Eh? So, the idea is now to uh, use this as a pole position to go further towards energy communities. And uh, we have a lot of different uh, uh, small projects running here now um so first of all um yeah we i together with tesla owners club for instance in belgium we're going to now uh, have a first community where tesla all the teslas in the owner club are charged directly by I, at the same moment as our uh, producers so tesla owners will be able to see on the uh, on the portal i charged my car yesterday for instance and this was with energy from uh, because there was sun. Uh, I charged my, uh, uh, my car last week, there was no sun. So that was the moment that Valerie and Frederick with their uh, biogas installation took over. So uh, we also want to, uh, to push, keep on pushing the boundaries and indeed we do a yearly matchmaking. It's not perfect. Uh, so we're going to continue to I, see, I direct matchmaking. We have other projects um, with real energy communities here in Brussels. Um, Where we're actually, uh, uh, you have a school and you have some households in the same uh, street, and they actually, uh, if if you have two at two moments, you have the moment that there is uh, solar production and consumption at the same time, and the moment that there is a that's synchronous and you have asynchronous uh, situation. At the moment that there is a synchronous uh, situation, these households can directly buy their energy from the school, and they also Barely use the grid, because the grid, yeah they only have to the, the energy only has to cross the street it doesn 't have to go over the transportation lines, it only has to go to a very limited amount of the of the distribution lines, so there we can give uh, a discount on energy because we have uh, a nice imbalance consumption and production, and we can also give a discount on the transport uh, cost and that 's uh, something we had to arrange with the local grid operator, but in Brussels, there are a lot uh, I would say, more revolutionary than uh, in, in, in the other regions. So that's, that's a really nice situation because then you say, okay, ah, I can really, if I, if I consume at the right moment, the moment that there is sun and solar panels of the school on the other side of the streets are running, then I can uh, just use this energy here locally and it's, I get a benefit from it. And this benefit can then be used by uh, yeah, like energy management systems in the houses to optimize their consumption. So, yeah, we have a lot of different projects, of course, to keep on pushing this boundary. And I think it's really important to keep on challenging ourselves uh, because I think the boundary needs to be pushed and pushed and pushed. And uh, hopefully, uh, the rest of the industry also follows um, in the end because that's the goal. so I don't know if there are other questions.
1: uh? I just have maybe, I think we are done with the questions on the chat. I mean, unless somebody wants to post them now still. Maybe just one last question because um, we have quite an international audience. Um, do you see any competitors uh, or some, I would say, companies doing similar things than you in other European countries or in other countries in other regions around the world? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there are
2: similar companies, I think, in, in different countries. Uh, I think in Nederland, there's a really nice brother company, Van de Brom. Uh, it's like from the source in Dutch. Uh, in France, you also have some, but it's not, it's not worked, out, worked out to the extent of Bolt. Uh, I I even forgot their names. I did a competitor analysis in the beginning, but (laughs) now it's it's been been two years. Um, But but they exist, eh? and these local energy communities also exist uh, uh, in in Germany more and more, uh, that people become more self-sufficient there in some regions. So yeah, it it is already about to happen. eh? Uh, Also, uh, if you see the local energy communities uh, that are now pushed from Europe, to, to the countries are uh, also giving a very positive uh, impulse to, to change the way of uh, sharing energy. That's not only like a, I go to supplier and they go to producers. Uh, that, that's actually we are sharing energy amongst each other. Uh, so I th- think, um, yeah, it will, it will quickly develop. Um, also with batteries, I guess, uh, in, here in Leuven City a little bit further. They installed also um, like a, a battery that can be used uh, by the by the by the whole street. So the whole street is actually using a battery to optimize their um, their their. I find that from a financial perspective, uh, their energy and also the usage of uh, green energy. So it is moving, but I think the biggest challenge is to find like a. Uh, yeah, a solution as uh, the regulation has to follow, and that's I think uh, the most important. that We keep on pushing regulators because, uh, yeah, regulators are, are often a bottleneck because uh, energy is a big source of income to the state. Uh, on the in Belgium, for instance, the regional governments, they 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 get they they, text, uh, they have taxes on the bills. You have uh, the federal government. Every um, every government uh, gets a share of this bill. And so they have a lot, a lot of, yeah, a lot of money to defend, uh, but this is also delaying the transition. and That's an issue. So that's why we uh, like it to, yeah, push the boundaries and then also discuss with the regulators and and challenge.
1: Very good, Peter Yang. Um I'm going to speak for myself, but I think most people will agree that it was super interesting to hear you share your story um before we drop off um we'd like to i mean it's all virtual unfortunately we, a few people already had to leave if we can just ask many as many people as possible to just switch on their videos so we can we can yeah. re- remember this uh <laughs> this uh, conversation and then uh i think i don't know who will take the picture uh i'll do it myself as well um Peter-Jan, thank you so much um for for sharing um, your, yeah, your experience nice. with us. Um, I think, um, you know, if somebody else wants to reach out to Peterian, maybe you can always reach out to me and uh, put you guys in, in contact. I think there's quite a lot of Yeah, just add,
2: add me on LinkedIn <laughs> uh, and we can have a chat because uh, it's too bad it's not interactive.
1: Uh, but um, yeah, that's Corona. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also the advantage we can all have you here while we're all sitting on the beach. Yeah, that's true, that's true. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Peter-Jan, thank you so much. Again, I um, also want to thank BCG, of course, because they're always with us uh, to keep us going. Um, If there is no more questions, I think we are going to more or less close off. Um, Thank you everybody for attending and thank you especially, uh, Peter-Jan, for your time and effort. Thank you so much. Yeah, nice to meet you all.
0: Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you very much. See you. Bye. See you you. See you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.